We're talking about cybersecurity today and how safe people's passwords are. What is one of your online passwords currently? It is my dog's name and the year I graduated from high school. Oh, what kind of dog do you have? I have a Chihuahua Papillon. And what's its name? Jameson. Jameson. And where'd you go to school? Um, I went to school back in Greensburg, Pennsylvania. What school? Uh, Hempfield Area Senior High School. Oh, when did you graduate? In 2009. The thoughts and ideas expressed in this podcast are only those of the authors and guests of the podcast. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Soberless Thoughts. That right there is Alex Gorley. That right there is Michael Odenbeck. And these are our Soberless Thoughts. Hello and welcome to the most famous podcast that you will ever hear uh, in the country of Kazakhstan. <laughs> You're Kazakarite. I don't know because <laughs> that's where my uh, that's where my uh, my attachment is from. Apparently, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I just brought that up, but that just jumped into my head just then. <laughs> Uh, tonight, completely unrelated to that, we are drinking Yingling Hershey's Chocolate Porter. Mmm. It's the way Mama used to make. Uh, Hershey's Chocolate Porter. Uh, pretty sure we had porters on here before. Um, oh, yeah. So Yingling is actually America's oldest brewery. Uh, fun little fact. Uh, Pennsylvania located. So a porter is definitely going to be your dark, roasty, uh, probably your darkest beers you're going to find. Now, this is paired with Hershey's chocolate yum bitty yum. Um, so it's definitely going to have more of a chocolatey sweetness to it. Uh, Which is also located in Pennsylvania. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I forgot about that. Hershey, Pennsylvania. Uh, my mom actually went there one time uh, for work. Um, and she actually said, like, walking around the streets you can do nothing but smell uh chocolate everywhere you go yeah and the entire town is immersed in it like the lamp like the lights were like little hershey kisses and stuff like that it was like wild it was like disney world for chocolate Mm. Mm. Uh, yeah unless you unless you don't like hershey's chocolate yeah exactly um i'm more of a what's that bougie chocolate that comes in the the like the pyramid like the elongated pyramid. Uh, it's like from Sweden or something. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> anyway, so this Hershey's chocolate yingling, uh, it is uh, four it points. It's like a Gedeli or something. Yes, something like that. Godiva? <laughs> I don't know. I, I mean, something Godiva like chocolate is something, but I don't think that's it. Yeah. Uh, but this is uh, 4.7 on the ABV scale, alcohol by volume. Um, it has a score of 86 on the Beer Advocate. Uh, so it's a pretty nice solid review uh, as I always like to do on these reviews I like to read the very top one whatever it is dark side of the moon from Virginia I was like I, the names is what gets me I'm like okay I gotta read yours right I don't even know what you say he gave it a 2.8 out of 5 and he goes well, I don't sure. and he started off with I don't know either <laughs> either I find this one to be way overrated on BA beer advocate or i purchased a bad six pack look is a dark reddish brown with thin beige head lots of leftover yeast i hope uh floating (laughs) around smell is barely uh basically barely there but some chocolate and toffee tastes like artificial sweet 
like a squirt of Hershey's chocolate syrup, some coffee notes, pretty effervescent. Effervescent. <laughs> effervescent. He used it. Strange beer and doesn't really fit my idea of what a porter is. <laughs> Damn. Perceptible. That's what I was looking at. The smell is barely perceptible. Perceptible. Mm. Yeah. Had a brain for it. Barely perceive the smell. Yeah. I know. He probably, I has, he probably has COVID, is what's going on. <laughs> yeah. I can't taste anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's see what we think. Yeah. Let's taste it. Cheers. just barely taste the chocolate in it oh it's not really it has like a it has kind of like a like if i ate a whole big uh like a an actual hershey's bar and i ate just ate the whole thing in one sitting because i don't ever really do that ever yeah but if i ate the whole fucking thing and then you have like this leftover like grimy feel and like your gums afterwards yeah that's what this beer leaves in your mouth. It kind of does. It like so to me. It was like I got this big wave of Hershey chocolate, and it was like, but it wasn't like syrupy. It was like, like watered down, like chocolate milk that someone that doesn't know how to make chocolate milk, where they put like 
a good amount of Hershey chocolate, but not enough to really actually turn it into chocolate milk. Right. So it was like chocolate and then it faded away. Definitely got some coffee flavors in there. But it's very light. Like the body isn't heavy like a porter. Oh, no, it's definitely not heavy like a porter. And I don't feel like it's got I don't remember what you said the the alcohol percentage in this was, but it's it definitely doesn't feel like it's got a ton of alcohol in it either. No, it's four point seven. It's you know, it's kinda bottom oh, like everyday drinker. Yeah, that's a Bud Light. Honestly, I want to pour this over ice cream and eat it. Yeah, I can see that. Dude, or I'm it. A, dude, I'm on I'm a beer and a half already in on this. <laughs> I'm three sips in. And I just started like five minutes ago. Yeah. Well, one, I had a, tr- I had a shitty day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but besides that, yeah. besides that, like, I think that's a testament to how much of an easy drinker this is. Yeah. The fact that you crushed three is pretty like it's it is easy drinking like i could totally especially if i was in the right mood i could down these things granted i could also see myself getting sick of like chocolate by the end of it but i don't know see, i mean I, like, I don't i don't feel like i taste the chocolate that much though yeah it's like a it's like a light porter which i think is i don't i don't think i'm a fan of a light porter yeah it's and it's not like um yeah, I mean, you're right. It's actually the funny thing is, so it's like the first drink since you already had some before we tried, I, I had that first sip and that's all I tasted was chocolate. But the more I drink it, the more this, the chocolate starts dropping off. Yeah. And it's just like this roasty, you know, bittersweet chocolate in the background, but it's not up in center. Yeah. It's bitter. It's, it's almost like, a unsweetened chocolate yeah that they threw into a beer (laughs) yeah pretty much you know and i had like in my previous line of work um i used to make candy and shit like i used to make chocolate syrup (laughs) yeah yeah we had that discussion i was like you do what yeah so like this tastes like the unsweetened chocolate that I would put into some of the shit that I would make, mm-hmm. like like melt it down into thrown into a beer. Yeah, I uh, I could totally see that. It was yeah. funny though when we'd have the bags of the sweetened chocolate chips, uh-huh. and we'd grab handfuls of them and just fucking eat them, and <laughs> then we would have like a bag of the unsweetened chips like off to the side. And then somebody who wasn't on my line would come over and be like, hey, let me get some of them chocolate chips. And I'd be like, all right, there's the bag right over there. And they'll grab it. And it's the, and they'll throw like a handful in their mouth, and it's the unsweetened, bitter as fuck shit. <laughs> like, what the, the spit it out? You motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, good yeah. times. Yeah. Well, man, I was just thinking something about this beer. Like, I don't know, man. It's, it's, it's solid beer. It, oh, root beer float. Yeah, no, that that's what I would do with it. Not poured mm. over ice cream. I would fill a giant glass or a frozen mug and put a scoop of ice cream in it and then literally just let that crap melt into it and then kind of eat it together. Almost like a beer mudslide. Yeah, yeah, man. Uh, I know what that is. Hey, I have, listen, listen to what I have at my house right now. I have... 
this beer, I have uh, ice cream, root beer, float favored ice cream. Mm. And I have Dr. Pepper cream soda. Ooh. Have you ever had Dr. Pepper cream soda? No. Dude, it is fucking the tits. <laughs> and uh and the root beer flavored ice cream the root it's like root beer float flavored ice cream yeah. and it tastes exactly like a root beer float and dude i'm i want to make a root beer float with that ice cream and the dr pepper cream soda poured into it i think it would be amazing sounds great <laughs> That might be something that I do tomorrow when I can't have solids. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm just a simple man who needs a simple pair of britches to handle my workload. That's why I rely on Dr. Brown's streak-resistant underwear. These cotton fibers are made from technologies. Some even say it's what the astronauts wear. So no matter where I go, no matter what I do, I don't care because I'm wearing... Dr. Brown streak resistant underwear. Uh, oh yeah. Okay. So this will timestamp this episode. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, as of tomorrow around 2 PM, I will no longer have any wisdom teeth. <laughs> yep. He's losing all his wisdom. Pulling, pulling them all out. Yep. So, so mark this as the final episode of where I have my wisdom <laughs> and uh, every episode post this episode, I will just be a complete lunatic uh, head job and you know, good luck, Alex trying to reel me in. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. Um, we, I was going to say uh, we, I'm, I'm curious. We'll, we'll, we can go back and look at this, but uh how bad do you think are you gonna are you gonna swell up you think you're not gonna be able to eat you're gonna be in excruciating pain or you think it's not even gonna bother you who my prediction yeah knowing my body it, i it probably won't affect me very much yeah i might have a little bit of swelling but honestly i don't think that it's gonna really fuck me up too bad mm-hmm. i'm looking forward to the to the high doses of pain medicine though that'll be fun <laughs> yeah yeah i got mine taken out in high school and uh i think the next day or maybe it was the day of like they tell you not to eat like food food because it's gonna hurt and it can open things up yeah i got i gotta be honest i went out and like ate a steak uh, <laughs> and like everyone else i talked to was like how in the hell did you do that? They're like, I was in excruciating pain. He's like, I didn't even want to eat anything. I was like, mine didn't bother me. It was just, I could feel the things in the back and like, yeah, it, it hurt sometimes, but it didn't really affect me. And I could feel like the stitches, like I could feel them back there. And I would know if like, if I was chewing something, if it was like tightening it up where I'm like, I should probably stop that. Yeah. So, I felt like I ate a steak. It wasn't smart by any means because I ate it like by your like fangs, like yeah. up here in the front. Like I, <laughs> like ate I got a canines. piece of chaw. Yeah, I'm like, right. It's fine, boy. <laughs> mm. You got it with your vampire teeth. You're good. 
Yeah, that's what I do. Yeah, I got a, I got one, one of my canines like sticks down lower than the other one. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I call that my my wolf tooth. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, your dog tooth. Yeah, there's a movie that you shouldn't watch. <laughs> I think I have I talked about dog tooth on here before. No, <laughs> what's dog tooth? <laughs> All right, real quick before we get into this weird shit. Uh, all right, so dog tooth. So one year I decided I'm going to watch all the Academy Award nominees. Right, I used to do it all the time, and I try to. And I, like when you try to do this, you end up watching a lot of great movies, and you end up watching a lot of weird, fucked up movies. So this was a foreign film. I think it was Hold on, set, like a nomination for any kind of Academy Award for all of them. Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> so like, I'm telling you, it was an undertaking, right? Yeah. Cause like, I'm talking about like best short, best film, best, you know, yeah. pretty much all the main categories. I wouldn't do them all, but like, you know, but then there was like best foreign film, best. How do you that. even find shorts? Like I can't even find those. Ha- honestly, nowadays, half of them are on YouTube or, oh, okay. uh, you know, sometimes you got to, you do have to search for them because sometimes like HBO feature them. So you'll have to go to HBO. Then, like nowadays, you can actually Google the name of the movie and it'll tell you where it's airing at, uh, whether it's HBO, Hulu, whatever. That's actually how I find movies I want to watch that pop in my head. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, this movie Dogtooth was a foreign film and uh, I was watching it and it was essentially about. And it was like set in some like Norwegian area, like north northeastern Europe kind of thing. And um, it was essentially about these parents that lived on this like compound kind of thing, but it was a very like ritzy house. And they had two children who were like not children. They were I don't even know if they were late teens. They more like were early twenties, um, and they weren't allowed to leave the property, right? Yeah. And every time they were like, we want to know what's outside these walls. And don't get me wrong, they lived in, like I said, like a mansion, but they weren't allowed to leave. And the dad would leave every day and drive like a BMW. Um, and the, what they would tell them is that when you all lose, they basically told them that everybody loses their dog teeth, meaning their fangs. Yeah. And they go, when your dog teeth fall out, you're allowed to leave and go explore the world. Right. And so it's like this big psychological thing of these like people's kids wanting to see the outside world. And like one of them hops in his BMW trunk and like follows him to work, which he's like some, I can't remember what he did. He was in a factory or was like a drug dealer or I don't know. It was something where it was just kind of shady. And I guess in this house, they (laughs) wait a minute. Yeah. Yeah, go figure. Wait, uh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. In your mind, working in a factory and being a drug dealer are equally shady. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Well, it was just he he didn't go like he didn't work in a factory. He went like whatever the scene was. He went to a, like a factory uh, that looked kind of abandoned. He like parked behind a factory to do his drug dealing. Yeah, yeah, basically. I, like, I don't, I don't really remember what he did, but it was something along those lines where, like, he made money, obviously, but I don't know. Maybe his arm sales. I don't, I don't remember. 
But <laughs> so, and this girl is like in his trunk. Uh, I, then maybe they were late teens, but it was like, um, so she sees all this and then they go back. Right. And the entire time her and her brother have like a secret room that the parents don't know about that. They literally dug a hole in a wall and they had like, they found a little hidden space that was like underneath the floor or like underneath the stairs. And that's where they kept all this stuff. And, you know, like, so finally, like you see them, like they get their little room, like she gets caught trying to leave the parents get upset and all these things back and forth happen. And finally the end of the movie is the girl, like she's had enough and she takes a weight, like a 25 pound weight and yeah. slams it in her face and oh breaks God. out both of her dog, her fangs. Yeah. And then she feels like it's okay to leave. And then she walks away. Oh my God. <laughs> and walks off in the sunset after she yeah. slams the weight in her face. I can't remember if there was like, I don't know if there was like a big drama of like, so maybe something happened with the parents. Like they ended up one dying and the other one getting killed or like a struggle happened. And then she still couldn't leave because she had her dog tooth. So then yeah. she like, boom, boom. And she's bleeding down her face and just, just walking down the street. <laughs> yeah wild movie dude it sounds uh intense yeah it was you know what a washcloth is you know what a loofah is you even know what a fupa is but agmo industries presents the bufa a cleaning sponge made from 100 percent all natural organic back hair yes i said it back hair this coarse material helps to exfoliate and gets rid of dry dead skin we go to our local day spa and acquire the best hair to give you the better quality product so if you want to take your shower to the next level you get the bufa Hey, Mike, what else can it be used for? Have you ever heard of daddy issues? Boofa. Dude, I can't even imagine trying to watch every, every film that's been nominated for an Academy Award in a single year. That would take like a month. No, it did. It 100% took like a month. Um, I know that I intentionally like would buy each movie or download on the internet or something, each movie that was nominated for like the best movie of the year. Yeah. But like, but that was it. And then some of those I didn't even end up watching. Like I still have them, but I've never even seen them. <laughs> yeah. Like I didn't win. It can't be that good. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. it's, uh, I don't know. Have you ever been to a, like an award show party where like you kind of vote on who you think is going to win? No, nah, man. The last uh, award show that I went to was my uh, high school football awards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, I, uh, it's one of those things like, I don't know, there's like a list you can print off and that's kind of what I always went after. Cause like, like I said, like I didn't do like, and honestly, a lot of them, it's the same movies over and over and over. So oh, it's yeah. like yeah. best 
you know, best male performance, best female performance, I can almost bet you it's also going to be best film. And then, so, you know, literally you just got to watch the best film, best animated, best short, best foreign film. And then there might be a couple other stragglers like best screenplay or something like that. I don't know, but, uh, it's, it's definitely an undertaking. Definitely something I can't do now. Dude, there's very few foreign films that I can even sit through. I don't know why. Call me a nationalist. <laughs> but it's, I don't know. They're just different, and they're, there's something different about it to where I'm like, like ah, what is what is happening right now? Like They don't have the same pacing as American films are because Americans have ADD. Yeah. And we have short attention span, sure. and we do that, like we have to have the formula. Like, so, like, have you ever watched old movies where there's like a lot of dead time in? Oh yeah, the movies you're like, how long is this shit? Like, how have long ever, is this conversation? Have you ever tried to watch Gone with the Wind? <laughs> uh, I mean, I think I watched it when I was younger, but I don't like the entire thing. It's like over. It's like almost four hours long. I think. Yeah. And I, I, it's, it is excruciating to try and sit through and watch the whole thing. I get it. I I tried watching Cleopatra one time with Elizabeth Taylor. Taylor, thank you. Uh, I thought the movie was over three fucking times, and then I would pause it and go, "Okay, this movie's all holy shit." I've still got three more hours. Yeah, um, and it was, <laughs> it was one of those movies that was made for the cinemas where you sit in the cinema all day because you're it has air conditioning it was the only place in town that had it so you know you pay a nickel you can sit in there all day well they would just have this movie with like four intermissions yeah and you could just watch it and i'm like well no wonder like everything took forever and so much happened yeah oh yeah, yeah. it's a fucking epic yeah it's an epic Dude, the exception to my uh, hatred for foreign film is, is uh, British comedies, like British dark comedies. Yeah. Dude, like I love me some British dark comedies, man. <laughs> and like a lot of people that are that are watching with me, especially like girls that I've watched them with and shit in the past, mm-hmm. they're like what is funny about this and i'm like what are you talking about like this is fucking hilarious yeah like this is this is really sad or this is like this is like you know horrible i can't believe this is ha- this is so horrible and i'm like no yeah. this is hilarious this is so funny <laughs> like look i understand that that guy just committed suicide but it was hilarious <laughs> yeah oh man <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah i could probably watch it with you i've <laughs> i think i've talked about that on here before i've like man there's just certain parts of movies that just make me laugh that you're not supposed to laugh at oh um, yeah yeah i i definitely dig the brit the british british comedies in general i like you know got monty python's always a classic but um I mean, I don't know, man. I, I'll watch any movie. I'm such a movie nerd. I'll watch anything. But don't get me wrong. I can definitely tell a difference. And 
there is a a level of dedication with certain plus if it's all subtitles you know you got to be ready to sit there and like read the whole time yeah i gotta make sure i got my glasses on well i i gotta be honest i kind of grew up with subtitles because a lady that took care of me her son was deaf and he was like in high school when i was in elementary school so like when he could drive he would drive me to school and i would learn you know i had no sign language stuff like that but their tv had subtitles on or closed caption all the time right and it's got to the point where i got used to it and actually kind of liked it it actually helped me to learn how to read i guess but uh now that i'm getting older like people will say shit in movies and tv shows that i can't hear because they they do it out of or they're like it's me baby i've got to save the world i'm gonna go over here and get some cheese paper i'm like did he say cheese paper no i gotta i gotta something else like you know <laughs> so like it helps to have those <laughs> closed captions on so i can actually understand what's going have on have you ever seen a preview for a movie like while in the movies well first of all like at the movies the previews do you like watching the previews yeah dude i love it i get okay, i get cool. so upset if i get there after the previews have started because i'm like ah what previews did i miss <laughs> yeah <laughs> but all right cool so we're on the same page there um but have you ever had this and this has happened to me once and I can't forget it where you've seen a preview for a movie that's coming out soon. And then you're like, damn, like I definitely have got to see this movie. And then whatever happens in your life. And then like you look back at it months later, like shit, I remember seeing a preview for this movie. It's gotta be out now. And like probably on video and shit now, like I want to find it. And then for the life of you cannot find it. Like it just doesn't exist anymore. Yes. Uh, I've definitely felt that way. And then it'll appear. Usually for me, it appears years later and then people, I'm like, Oh, that's what that was. Like, that's the name of it. God. Yeah. Like, so yeah. with me, it was, I was like maybe 19, 20. It was right before I went into the air force. And, uh, I remember seeing the preview for this. <laughs> now, let's see if you can see if you can like try and guess or like try and think of what movie this is because I still to this day haven't found it. I have not found it. Yeah. And here was the plot from the trailer, and I still remember it like it was fucking yesterday. This group of guys break into this farmhouse, right, and they like. It's like a home invasion type scenario. So it's a horror movie, right? Okay. And there's like a family that lives like a woman. I think it's just a woman that was in the house when these like two or three guys break into the house. And while they're searching for the woman who's like hidden in this house somewhere, some crazy ass haunting type shit starts happening in the house where like the house is haunted and like the ghosts in the house 
or the poltergeist or whatever the fuck it is, is pissed off at the people who did the home invasion and like starts like basically killing them, killing the home invasion guys while the lady's like hiding in the house. Yeah. And dude, like, so I'm talking, this was what? 20 years ago, 20 years ago, this film came out and I still to this day cannot find it. Like I've searched and searched and searched of like horror movies that came out like within like a three year span right there that it could have been in dude, nothing, nothing that even sounds even remotely similar to that. That's wild. But like, I remember watching a preview for that and thinking, God damn, that looks like a fucking awesome movie. I want to watch that. And then, you know, back then God only knows what happened in my life to where I didn't get around to it. And then, when I thought about it again, you know, nothing, nothing. Can't find it. Gone. Yeah. It's like uh, the Mandela effect. <laughs> I don't know. Dude, I don't know. But it would be a good, it, it's a good ass movie, wherever it is. Maybe it didn't. You think that they send out previews for movies like that and then whatever happens to the movie and it doesn't actually make it to like the theaters? And then never gets released. No, um, if they make it, they're definitely releasing it. Now, you know, back then it was a lot more about uh, blockbuster. You know, like their viewings, like their premieres. Man, I, you know, it's funny. Is I actually go- tried to Google that real quick just because I was curious. I said horror movies of the two thousands, haunted house where people break in, and the first one that came up was The Devil's Backbone in two thousand one, but. I don't feel like that's it. There's the list of films featuring home invasions on Wikipedia. Who who the hell knew that was a thing? Kind of bugs me they don't. All right. So I'm going to look at by year. We're going to find this thing. Memento Unbreakable. Panic Room? <laughs> no, it definitely wasn't Panic Room. You know, I think the movie that I was watching that uh, it was a preview for was this movie called High Tension. Have you ever seen High Tension? I just saw that. 
So uh, High Tension is a French film. Uh-huh. But it had like it was it wasn't subtitled, it was like voiceovered. Mhm. And it was freaking crazy. It's a it's a fucking gnarly ass movie, dude. And I ended it, up I ended up buying it because it was whacked out. So is this the movie you were talking about? No. I think it was I think it was this I'm, movie. I'm reading the thing it said the plot follows two female students who arrive at a secluded farmhouse to study where they are shortly invaded by a serial killer. No, I know this movie. I've watched it several times. Oh, okay. But I think it was when I saw this movie the first time in the theaters uh, was where I saw the preview for the other movie. You see, that would see. All right. Here's I'm about to show my age here. Here's the one good thing I like about like VHS from back in the day. Uh, the previews, I swear, that were like on, like with the previews of the movie in yeah. theaters, were on the previews of the movies on the VHS. Right. So it's I. That's actually one thing I like about going back and seeing VHS because it's like coming out this fall, Aladdin. Have a magical, whimsical da 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 da, and you're like, oh my god, that thing's so old. Like that was new when this movie came out. You know. Right. Cocaine. Dude, I was thinking about starting to write a book. 
like of like life advice. Okay. So I have I have several like uh hardback notebooks, but they're mm-hmm. not, like they have empty pages in them. They're just blank pages, but it looks like a hardback book, right? Yeah. I've like I think I've like 3 of them here that I have yet to write anything in. And I I want to like handwrite like life advice. It'd just be like life advice by Mike Odenbeck. <laughs> will be like the first page and you'll flip it open and like the first page will be this is a handwritten book so first thing i need to say is fuck grammar (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) and that's your first life lesson (laughs) yeah don't follow the rules right (laughs) uh but anyways i think that would be something really fun to do like because i have just all this other just random shit that spews around in my head or that I hear that I think mm-hmm. sounds like fucking fantastic life advice. Yeah. And then I don't ever write it down or I don't ever copy it down anywhere and then I forget it. You know? And I'm like, yeah. This is something that I want to write it down. I want to keep it. I want to, I want to, uh, share it you know yeah of course i've got kids i got kids i gotta share life life advice with (laughs) yeah and you know they're gonna they're going to uh end up having to make their own mistakes i had to make all my own mistakes my parents tried to say hey don't do that because this or that and i'm like yeah i don't believe you yeah. And then later on, I'm like, yeah, you're right. Yeah, I feel like we all did that. Yeah. Well, you know, this way I can write something down and give it to my kids and be like, and then let them like hand it down. Like I give it to Jack and then to Waylon and then probably, I'll probably have to write a different book for the, for the girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> Don't let her see that. Yeah, that that was the book for the boys. This is the yeah. this is the book for the girl. Of course, yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I just think that that would be something fun to do and to to uh, to have to to hand down, and then that yeah. would and, you know maybe my great great grandson will someday come across this book, like. That's not a bad idea. Yeah, like, what is this? Life Advice by Mike Odenbeck. That's like my great-grandfather. Like, I was listening to his podcast on the old internet. Yeah. It will be old internet by then. (laughs) I'm like, yeah, he's a hipster listening to us on the internet. Yeah. uh, (laughs) Well, I mean, you know, who knows? Do well if we so one day when we die, if we don't like pass this podcast on, and like I stop paying the Lipson bill, <laughs> yeah, you know where do these pod do they just disappear? I don't know. Are they still on there? Just just lost in limbo. I. 
I guess. Or we need to take them all off and put them on YouTube or something free. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, there's because there's already some of them on YouTube. Yeah. But like the ones that are on Spotify and and every because <coughs> dude every every podcast platform out there it, we our shits on yeah so do they all just disappear once you stop paying for the hosting i don't know that's a good question yeah. and then if they do all disappear do i need to go back and put them all on youtube just in case yeah <clears throat> of course once the people at YouTube start listening to it then <laughs> <laughs> yeah but wait a minute wait a minute yeah this is getting out of hand I don't know about this did you know that listen <laughs> hold on before I say that before I say that Alex yeah I've mentioned this and texting you uh, we need to write. Speaking of books, the villains' handbook. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you think you could do this? You think you do this with me? Yeah. The <laughs> what did I? I just wrote villains' handbook, but I, I know I titled it something different when I texted you. What did I say? Just have to pull it up real quick. <laughs> it was uh the. The Villain's Villainous Handbook of Villainy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I got to be honest, that sounds like a Harry Potter book. (laughs) Well, hey, good. Then more people will buy it. (laughs) Yeah, for for real. (laughs) But so so after I sent you that text, like, dude, we need to write this book. uh, I looked online to see if there was any kind of like villains handbook out there. Yeah. And there is one, one villains handbook that is in existence and it's a Disney book. Uh, yeah. Some chick wrote a Disney book about like the Disney villains and like, like what they each did and this and that and all that other bullshit. Yeah. <clears throat> so I'm like, perfect. This does <laughs> not exist. For yeah. like real life, real life villains, villainy, like, like, like a like an actual super villain, or not super villain, but just like a human villain who wants to take over the world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> and uh, I feel like uh, I feel like this is something that we could do in each chapter could be uh like a different a different thing that uh you know you have to look into like wardrobe and uh <laughs> yeah accessories and capes uh yeah, exactly <laughs> like all yeah. that all that like in each each you know each chapter is just another um you know sub sub genre like that of you know the villains feng shui like this is how you set up your lair <laughs> <laughs> yeah 
<laughs> you know what's funny? So I've always wanted to do a skit. I don't know if I mentioned this on here or not, but I've always wanted to do a skit of um the um oh what is it? The the oh I'm trying to think of the right word for this. Like, you know, like when a villain has henchmen, a class for henchmen. Oh, yeah. Dude, that would and be a chapter I, in a book for sure. Yeah. And I've always wanted to do, but I wanted to do like a comedy bit where it's like, I like you get up in front of a like group, like, all right. So you got a color match with your villain. Uh, you don't want any clashing colors. Don't worry. They'll tell you what they want you to wear. Obviously, if you're working for the Joker, it's going to be more clown-oriented, Two-Face. You're going to have to go to a tailor and get like half your clothes ripped in half and you know sewn back together. Um, and then there's like you know, then you'll go you know next class you'll go to like PE or whatever. It's like all right, so let's be honest. No one here can fight. You can't fight the level of Superman and Batman and Iron Man and all these people. You don't you don't have that skill set. You're here for filler and to get a paycheck and get back to your family at the end of the day. You need to do what's right for you. Um, <laughs> so basically, when Batman comes in, you know he could kill you if you wanted to, but no matter how hard he hits you, you stay down. Yeah, you oh, don't yeah. get back up for a second. Like if you get back up, that's how you get hurt. Yeah. And you know, a lot of these guys, they don't offer health insurance for the first 90 days. Uh, <laughs> but basically, just like tell them, like, if you get hit, stay down. Yeah. That's how Batman and like all these, like, uh, you know, and all like the old 60s TV show, he hit, bow, one punch, and they're out. Oh, He's yeah. Like, oh, got one eye open. Like, is he still here? Okay, yeah. cool. I'm going to lunch. Do, um, their, uh, do their best Mike Tyson fight impersonation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> boom dude yeah henchmen for sure yeah <clears throat> what to look for in henchmen yeah what to look for in a henchman yeah somebody who is not very loyal <laughs> <laughs> yeah on the topic of uh villains while we're there i might as well throw this out there too uh, before we get out of here is uh alex you and i need to plan the perfect murder <laughs> oh lord uh, i don't know if plan the perfect murder is the best way to put that because i feel oh. like oh. i'm i'm fast forwarding in my brain in front of a grand jury going no i swear it's not what we're doing uh, <laughs> how to achieve Mm. I don't know if that's it. Hy hypothetically speaking, how would it be achieved? Yeah, let's let's uh, hypothesize the yes. perfect murder. There we go. Yeah. Instead of plan, we're going to hypothesize the perfect yeah. murder. Yeah, because plans can be put into action. <laughs> yeah, this is a scientific. This is a scientific yeah. podcast. Uh, we all do science here. Uh, we do introspective string theory and uh, correlation with quantum physics and how it relates to our personification of perceived reality. Yeah, what he said. That's the uh, <laughs> that's the mission statement of this podcast. Yeah. 
<laughs> so, uh, keeping that in mind, um, let's do, <laughs> let's hypothesize the perfect murder. Yeah. Alex, that's how we're going to end this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so, first things first. <laughs> oh. uh, murder somebody who's who you do not know. <laughs> oh, man. I thought you were joking. You're really getting into this. Uh, <laughs> I was like, damn it. Uh, yeah. Right. Right. I feel like that could be its own episode, to be honest with you, if you want to get into it. Because <laughs> there's a lot to go. It's a lot to unwrap, especially with all the murder podcasts out there. There's oh my a gosh. lot. To, oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yep. That's like 90% of all podcasts. <laughs> oh, well, uh, since I mentioned briefly um, suicide earlier in the podcast uh i think it's only right that we uh, mention the suicide prevention hotline which is 1-800-273-8255 that's 1-800-273-8255 that's uh for the suicide prevention hotline because we mentioned suicide briefly at the top of this episode thank you yep that was nice you're welcome also you made me have the most fucked up thought. I love your fucked up thoughts. Ah, damn it. I'm going to say it. And I was trying to veer away from this, but is suicide the perfect murder. It, I mean, it could be there. Yeah. Cause if it works, you get away with it. Yeah. If you make it look that way. Yeah. That's how, uh, that's how, you know, my favorite, uh, one of my favorite porn stars died. Oh yeah. Yeah, by suicide, supposedly. Supposedly, she hung herself in the middle of a hurricane. Damn, that's oddly specific. Supposedly, she went out while a hurricane was hitting and climbed a tree and tied a rope on a branch and then tied the noose around her own neck and then jumped off the branch and hung herself. Damn. And like 120 mile an hour winds when she weighs like a hundred pounds, she's like yeah. five foot four, a hundred pounds. Yeah. I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. That's wild. Yeah. I don't think so. I don't think yeah. that that's what happened, but you know, that's what, uh, that could be another episode. We can unwrap that, you know, um, yeah, we could <laughs> be a, one of our murder mystery ones. Uh, now we got uh, we've got a lot of murder mystery coming in the future with these with this podcast. Uh, we've got an entire series that we're going to be putting out, maybe either under serverless thoughts or maybe under something else. But basically, it'll be Alex and I uh, investigating the disappearance of an individual here in the bluegrass state yep. and uh and it's going to be in a whole multi multi episode series on uh on alex and i's investigation into this into the the trappings and all the different shit that happened uh i'm not even going to begin to go into it now 
Right. But lo- be looking forward to that in the near to far future. Yep. Well, we're still working on we're still working on that, putting it together, getting all the P's and Q's crossed, you know. <laughs> yeah. That's I, one way to put it. Yeah. I feel like I feel like that's the wrong saying, P's and Q's crossed. Yeah. Getting all the P's and Q's crossed. Although I feel like I've heard that before. I mean it it you said it with confidence and I believed you. Yeah. Well, that's how, you know, that's how you do. That's <laughs> how you do. Dude, I walked into the back of uh, Walmart the other day mm-hmm. in my FedEx uniform. Or no, it was Target. In, the, in my FedEx uniform, just walked right into the back where, like, they keep everything in the back and, like, picked up a big flat screen TV and, like, started to walk out the back door with it. No, nobody said anything to me. Not a word, not a single word. And then I stopped and was like, "Eh, I don't feel like shoplifting today. And I put put it back and I put it back. But it was just the confidence is what it was. Yeah, no. If you walk in a place like you belong there and you just do like, and people look at you and you're like, hey, what's up? And you just keep going, doing your thing. Mm -hmm. Nobody's going to stop you. No, no one will. Most people don't have the balls to say a fucking word. Hey, Alex, you feeling okay? You know, Mike, I'm just not feeling fresh today. Did you get into some dirty strange? No, not that. Have you tried to shower? Yeah. Are you wearing a new pair of underwear? I've got two on. (laughs) Alex, I think that only leaves one thing. Tell me, Mike. I want to know. Have you tried the new Remington bidet? No, what's that? Well, it's a simple attachment that goes into your toilet bowl and it shoots an adjustable stream of fresh water that you can control with the Remington Bidet app on your smartphone. You're telling me it can get all those hard-to-reach places? That's exactly what I mean. Go try it for yourself, Alex. Well, gee golly, Mike, I sure feel fresh. I told you, it puts the rim in Remington. I've always wanted to, still to this day, it's one of my, other than just crashing a wedding, but I've always wanted to dress up like a restaurant because I've worked at so many restaurants in my life that I swear I feel like I could walk into a restaurant dressed as an employee, convince, like if my ass stops me, like, who are you? And be like, oh, I just got hired here. I'm supposed to start and I'm supposed to meet with somebody, right? And I guarantee you I could at least work one shift before they figure out I'm not supposed to be there. Dude, and how like would you learn know? the system? How like, would you know have that? a trainer? Like I've I feel like I could go You would you think somebody would just start training you and shit? Like the manager would be like, Yeah, just go ahead. Let, let me tell you something about restaurant managers. Sometimes they're they're not the most well organized. And if I showed up and if I even just went online and found out the GM's name and then I just if if he or she ends up not being there that night and go, oh, yeah, I talked to him on the phone and then I was supposed to start tonight. Yeah. Like the manager just go, well, whatever. Come on, man. And then they would just like, hey, you're going with him. Apparently he's starting or he would like 
grab have you filled out paperwork that would be the first thing no no let me fill it out and i'd fill up a bunch of paperwork and the next thing you know i'm like following some guy who's been there for 10 years and he's just like all right so when we get breadsticks make sure you come it out make sure you always get your silverware that it uh i just oh, okay uh, just follow him around just <laughs> like i just want to see how long i could keep the con going yeah until when like, like if i have the skill set you just start getting to start I don't know, maybe paychecks. a couple years in once I <laughs> yeah, start getting paychecks and everybody yeah. thinks my name's Ron. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Damn. Come to find out that wasn't even his fucking name, dude. Yeah, dude. He was dude, he's employee of the month, three months running. Did they be talking about that shit at that restaurant for years? I know. Like, remember that time that guy came in here and worked a shift? <laughs> the only problem is I feel like nowadays people would not find that shit funny and I would immediately get the cops called on me if they found out during the shift. Why? Especially if you're doing it, like if you were fucking around and like yeah. fucking up, Tay was fucking up orders and all that kind of shit. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, an episode of <laughs> of uh, Undercover Boss. Yeah. <laughs> Where they're always in there fucking shit up. If you if we were doing some shit like that, okay, yeah, they'd probably figure you out. But if you're in there and you're like, because you're, I mean, you have experience waiting tables, dude. Like, you can go in there and just fucking start busting ass waiting tables. And yeah. they'd be like, well, shit, this guy knows what he's doing. All right. And they won't say anything. Yeah. They, they think, all right, we got a good waiter on our hands here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Finally, somebody who wants to fucking work. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that would be funny. A lot of, like, I've heard of people like doing that at like Best Buy and then getting in trouble for it. Like, well, or not Best Buy or Best Buy or Target. There was a guy, I think they had the cops called on him. He was essentially he just wore a red polo and some khakis and tucked his shirt in and yeah. walked around and helping other employees and like telling customers what to do and stuff like that. And then once they realized, wait, he doesn't work here. He was like going in the, like in the back, like in the inventory room, getting shit for people. Like it was wild. Yeah. But did he like, is that a law? Did he break a law? I say, I don't know. I'm sure like, I'm sure they could find something if they wanted to be an asshole about it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It, you'd have to go to somewhere that would find the humor in it, I guess. I feel like Target would be that place. Yeah. Or Walmart, like, or Kmart, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe Big Lots. They'd be yeah. all right with that. Oh, Big Lots would, they'd just be like, hey, you want to be a manager? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm like damn that dude's a fucking he's yeah. in charge now yeah he's great no we don't need your social security card it's fine what if you just came in like came in like that like like hey i'm the new gm no there's no way you couldn't pull that one off that'd be tough you think so oh dude for sure there's no way because like that would be something that everyone would know that was going down. Like every time I've seen a transition of power, it's always like. But if it's like, a, especially if it's a, like a corporate place, like. 
Oh, especially if it's corporate, they'll, yeah. they, they, oh yeah. Now I, I could go, I'm from another corporate restaurant or I'm part of like corporate, like I'm here to like check out certain things. Yeah. Now that would be it. Now that would be one I could get in trouble with because I could con the hell out of them, but I could be like walk in dressed a certain way and go like, Hey, um, uh, I don't know if like, you could go on. I mean, you could go online and find all this crap out. We go in, like whatever the district manager is or the VP. But like, hey, I'm a, uh, you know, I'm the district vice president of quality assurance and da 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 da. I'm just here, and I'm going to need uh, these appetizers and this, and we're doing a quality check and all this. Uh, I've already talked to the district manager. If you want to give him a call, go ahead. And that way, like, you know, like you you surprise them. And it's meant you can be like it's meant to be a surprise, but if you need confirmation, go ahead. Then they'll just go, Well, I'm not even gonna bother my district manager. I'm just yeah. gonna give this guy whatever. And then you can get a bunch of free food. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like if you did it right, you could. Well, if you're like the health inspector. Yeah. Dude, because I remember when I worked at uh at a local uh like corporate uh pizza place back mm-hmm. when I was younger. Like we had twice, we had a health inspect, two different health inspectors just walk right the fuck on in like they own the place. Oh, yeah. With their like little clipboard, like we're here for an inspection. I'm like, yeah. what? Like you can just walk in and walk right into our kitchen like that? Like, yep. Yeah. Dude, that's the ticket. Just put your suit on, get your clipboard. <laughs> Welcome there. Hi. <laughs> I'm with the inspe- I'm with the health inspectors. Yeah. Get like a button ups is too small and put some pillows, make it look like I have a big fat ass and walk in and <laughs> have my gut hanging over and be like, um, I'm here for the inspection. All right, right to play. All right. Well, well, we're gonna look at this. Uh, I don't like that right there, no more bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, now I can let her slide if you uh I don't know, bait me a pizza or something. Uh. <laughs> dude like we uh we would like freak out over that shit i don't i don't understand oh, it, <clears> like, every restaurant freaks out about it yeah like looking back at it now like if i worked in a restaurant now or just me like if i i don't know honestly if i worked a, a job like that now at my age like <laughs> i really just don't give a fuck about life <laughs> Yeah, it's it is what it is, man. I've I've worked many a year doing that stuff, and it is such a. Now, granted, I have to say, I worked at a place that was pretty good. We did get like a semi, not a bad review, but it wasn't like a ninety nine percent. It was like a B. Yeah, and our everyone freaked out, like managers, GM corporate and it was like we got knocked on stupid stuff like some of the cooks had drinks in um to-go cups but they didn't have the lids on there all the way (laughs) uh and that was like a violation so like every violation was like a point off and then there was like uh there was a hand washing station that had like a bucket in it not a bucket but like a sanitizer bucket with like clean sanitizer rags in it so it's literally clean rags in a clean bucket 
in a hand washing station, but they knocked us because it was like, well, where you're supposed to wash your hands. We're like, I don't know, one of the other 30 sinks in here. I'm like, but that one's designated for hand washing. And there's another point there. And it was like, I don't know, like that time we got caught with that much stuff. It was like, whoever it was, was like a brand new health inspector. I guess they were trying to make a name for themselves. And they were just like everything everyone else would let slide. Be like, Hey, uh, like most, most health inspectors, I'd like, they didn't want you to like, if you had a drink, cause on our back line, it was like insanely hot and they had to hydrate. If you had your drink up high, like above the fryers and whatnot, that was a violation. But if you had it underneath, it wasn't. Uh, because if it spilled, it wouldn't get on the food, basically. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So it was like one for placement, one for the lid. And I don't know, like whoever <laughs> did it was like really laying it on. And it was for every cup. So they literally was like, well, you have like eight kitchen staff members and they all have cups. Because, you know, it's 120 degrees back here because they're all working in front of flaming hot grills. Right. Yeah. And, and it, that's what killed us. Oh, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. Dude, uh, OSHA. OSHA is a big thing with, like, uh, factories yeah. and all that kind yeah. of shit. Oh, yeah. Dude, my dad told me that <laughs> the steel mill that he worked in uh, for countless years the OSHA guy would come in, go and sit down in the owner's office for about 30 minutes and then leave. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that was their OSHA inspection. Yep. Sounds about right. <laughs> I'm like, Hmm, I wonder, I wonder what happened there. <laughs> yeah. There was some money making. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. And that's got to be, you got to think about that. Like that, if if he's got one company that he's doing that with, then you know there's multiple, multiple companies that he's got that worked out with. Oh, yeah. And he's making a fucking boatload of money. Oh, for sure. It's like, well, uh, then he spends the rest of the day at the bar because you know you're not inspecting an entire fucking <laughs> warehouse or whatever in 30 minutes. Oh, hell no. Wow. Yeah. I, uh, I've always wondered about those guys just because you always hear that. And, uh, I don't know me. I mean, that's what I would do. Of course. I've like, I've worked a little production. And it's like, there's some people that are like freak out. Like if you don't put a pallet flat on the ground, it's a $1,500 fine per pallet that's sitting on its edge. I'm like, okay. We should let everybody know because they're around here like dominoes right now. Uh, <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, yeah, but they, you know, they don't care. No. Then you get, then you, every once in a while, you get the, you get the company that you're working for that, like the, like the, food industry where they're freaking the fuck out because oh we've got an inspection coming in and then they spend like two days leading up to it of course they always give them like a week ahead of time notice like oh yeah we're gonna be in this day and then get your shit together yeah and so you spend 
like doing zero production for like two or three days before that and just cleaning. <laughs> yeah. See, I will say one of the food places I worked at, they would, uh, um, they would actually hire a third party company to do a health inspector check that was more intense than the actual health inspector. And the health inspector would come in like, I don't know, once every six months or something. This company came in like once every two months. So it was constant, like, and they were like in, like, they were like a lab, like a legit food lab that would come in and like take swabs and test the water of like the dish, like make sure the chemical ratio and the temperatures up high enough and all these crazy things. And make sure we were like, tip top right yeah and that's why like when we got our low end degree they're like how the hell does that work we've been paying this company come check us for this long and this person knocks us on a bunch of bs right uh, but that's the way it works yeah fuck those people yeah so speaking of that uh we're going to hypothesize the perfect murder <laughs> yeah <laughs> how to kill a health inspector <laughs> oh lord <laughs> i apologize to all the health inspectors in the world that listen to this podcast i oh, know uh <laughs> we're gonna get some hate mail yeah dude mail's mail whatever yeah yeah true <laughs> any publicity is good publicity that's right um well, Alex, uh, if they want to send us that hate mail, how do they get a hold of us? Uh, if you want to send your hate mail, send it to soberlessthoughts at gmail.com. Uh, we will answer all hate mail and all good mail and all medium mail. Um, love mail, live mail, live, laugh, love mail. Uh, <laughs> uh, don't forget, though, we do also have a wide range of social media ranging from Facebook at Soberless Thoughts, uh, Instagram at Soberless Thoughts. Don't forget about Twitter at Think Soberless. Uh, we also would love to hear more about what you all are doing. And you can also do that on our comment section on all these social medias and especially anywhere you can find our podcast, which is Spotify, Google Play, and iTunes. Uh, so like, share, and comment everything you can, anywhere you can. That is Soberless Thoughts. That's right, buddy. And, uh, yeah, we're always we're always looking for topics. We're always looking for uh anybody who wants to be a guest on the podcast. Dude, if you want to be you want to be on this podcast, you can be on this podcast. Just email me. Email <laughs> email me soberlessthoughts at gmail.com. Say, hey, yeah. I want to be on the podcast. I'd be like, look, can you do Zoom? You got headphones and a and a microphone in your headphones? Boom. Done. That's all you need. Yeah. That's all you need in a voice. Obviously, you got to have a voice. Yeah. You know, you can't be a deaf mute. Yeah. I feel like we're opening the door here and we're going to get someone's like, oh, you want to know how to commit the perfect murder? <laughs> and be like, and there I was, sir, uh, in the grand jury explaining why we had a serial killer on the podcast. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> dude that would make a great episode that would be a crazy episode 
That would make a great episode. So if one of them just like, confessed and be like, holy, I'd be looking at you like, holy shit, is this guy doing this? Yeah. We were yeah. all laughs and joking, but this guy's getting intense. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah. So that's what we're looking for. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, it's one of those things, man. It's one yeah. of those things. That's right. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. You're in life, and you find yourself in the skillet. You need to stay cheesy, keep it greasy, and flip the fuck on that. It's a quarter to two, and the bars are all closing. Nobody looks how they think. The guy in the corner with spit in his beard, wearing more than he drank of his drink. The dancers are shaking like ants, desperate to find a last-minute queen. While the rest of us are all headed home to try finding comfort in dreams. Cause this isn't life. I know that I chose it, but I can't stand waking up and nobody knows it. I'll never find the strength To change what I need Is this who I'll always be? I open my eyes and the room is still spinning I joke about buying a vow The funniest part of this feeling Knowing the answer, but nothing comes out So I'm shaking around like I'm hanging from something I know is about to break Like I'm biting the gun, but the safety is on I threw up the pills I ate The notes are all scribbled in pencil Without really knowing what I'm trying to write Something like goddamn the man who said everything's gonna be fine But life is a lot like a sewer We get out of it what we put in And that's when doubt kicks in Maybe I just don't have it inside me Maybe there's too much I couldn't face I just wanted someone to come down from heaven and explain This cold and fucked up place But I'll just keep trying to hide it Until there's nothing left to save In the end, I know I'm gonna die Buried in another man's grave